Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Common Kaisers. I am your host, Chris Eaton, and joining me, as always, is... Ariane Hinojosa. Welcome, welcome. For those who can't see, Ariane's doing we a, a little... We have quite an episode for you. You're doing a jig? Well, you're, no, you're doing the jig. You're doing the well, jig. welcome you're, to you're... this wonderful episode of... Oh... Yeah, hey, you a, lost your a, train of thought there, didn't you? That's uh, what happened. Anyway, welcome to this wonderful month of. Uh... <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we are here in this wonderful world of uh, of everything coming a lot faster than we thought it would be. Uh, at the time of recording, we are at the beginning of May. Shin Kamen Rider came out. About a month ago, and then You've, in less than a month, we're going to see Shin Kamen Rider here in the United States. Twenty six uh, days, very different days? from it, what it was not too long ago when we'd have to wait years. You know, Ardan, do you remember? Do you remember? Really, that's crazy. Do you remember the the nascent days of the nineties when we had to buy bootlegs of everything? And you were just oh, wait. You yes, were just. Of course, I remember watching, getting. <laughs> when uh, when you the first like, time you, I saw Space Godzilla was on a theater bootleg. Was it a camcorder copy? Of course, a theater copy. Yes. Yeah. So I. Uh, I had San Diego to look forward to every year because I knew by then the uh, it is, dealers. It is what it was. Yeah. So again, I I went on a, a tirade about this on the last episode of Kaiju Kingdom, where we were talking about the the Godzilla Kong reveal. It's not even a trailer. It was like a digital like web thing. I don't know what you would call it, but that was the thing. I was kind of. Again, I, I, I hammer home to people. I'm like, be grateful for this the time you live in because year, 20 years ago, this stuff was non-existent. Now we our cup doth overflow. We are, you realize we are actually about to see a legitimate common writer movie in American screens. Like that is insane to me. Like even ten years ago, if you told me that, I'm like, well, what art house is showing? It's like, no, no, you can go to an AMC. That's never happened before. It. No, it has not. So, this these are good times that we live in. Like, you, you might have a different perspective of things, but it is a good time, especially if you're a fan of this stuff. So, what are we talking about today, then? We are. So speaking Common Rider, we're watching two episodes of Common Rider. We are watching the end of the main Shocker arc and the beginning of the Gel Shocker arc. Uh, we're watching episodes 79 and 80, respectively, of the original 1971 Shin. Co- oh, I'm sorry, the original 1971 Common <laughs> Rider. Uh, have you have you seen these episodes before? I have not. Uh, I've seen the first five episodes of Common Rider. When have you seen these episodes before? No, no, I haven't. Um, can uh, are you getting a delay on me? Uh, 
uh, the beauties and wonders of podcasting. Let me see if I move this a little closer. So hopefully that 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 here because it feels like I feel like we're in the middle of like a, a like a, like a reporter on the spot moment where it's that you're waiting for that to beat. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> bear with us, people. Uh, internet connections are not what they used to be. So, uh, no, I have never seen these episodes. I've never gotten this far into the show. I watched the first five uh, when we were in the lockdown and Tokushatsu, or Tokushatsu debuted on Pluto. And their launch was Common Rider because Shout Factory had just gotten the Common Rider rights. And uh, they aired the entire series over, um, I want to say it was like that April or May. Like it was like around this time and back in 2020. So um, Pluto on my TV, you can't record anything. So it's like regular TV. You missed it. You missed it. So I caught the first five episodes. And I was like, oh, okay. That, so this is. This is what all the hubbub's about, but I did not get far into it. I did not get to Common Rider 2. I did not get into the Gel Shocker arc, which uh, which we're going to be talking about, which I was actually very um, uh, uh, – I was uh, what's the term? I was um, ignorant of. So watching these two episodes for the first time was uh, a little, little eye-opening because I also forgot, like, how violent – Common Rider was for a kids show, but that makes me appreciate like these Japanese shows that much better because they didn't talk any of this stuff down to kids, man. They were all it was like Johnny Quest back in the sixties when it's like machine guns and people died and that was the norm and that's you know that's and that's how we liked it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, why? Yeah. So tell me why? So tell me why did you choose these two episodes in particular? Well, number one, the first episode is so the, bonkers as far as mm-hmm. like the, uh, the the premise of we're going to invite you to your enemy's funeral, which we'll get to in a second. Mm-hmm. And uh, just just that I it, it's a it's one of the main uh, it's more iconic writer villains. And it's a, it's a really good send off to the main uh, shocker bad guy arc. Uh, and then you go into the final gel shocker arc where it's like, Oh, they do not, they're not messing around. And this is a great way to introduce a villain. Um, yeah, this is, it's, it's intense. So but, let's, uh, for, so uh, that let's, being said, let's get right into. Let's you have the floor because these are the first times I've ever watched these episodes. So, and not, by the way, I'm also seeing these, Slightly out of context, because as I said, I've not gotten that far into Common Rider. So you're going to have to fill me in on a little backstory here and there with a couple of things. So, Okay, so first things first, episode 79. We get our theme song, our very catchy uh, Let's Go Rider kick. And then we enter in on, it looks like a warehouse, but it ends up being a dam, right? Mm-hmm. A water facility plant and there's a guy just hanging out and he gets attacked by i think the subtitles call him ratadler ratata but uh, uh, yeah i, I was reading as rather but it's not yeah yeah right mm-hmm. 
We can call him Rattler for today. Yeah. <laughs> He's attacked by a snake kaijin. Now, a kaijin, kaijin for uh, for the uninitiated is a monster man. It is a kaiju in human size. And kaijin are what are what are you would call the monster of the week for common writer. Uh, and in in this attack, Comrade uh, shows up and says, "Oh, you know, Shocker, let me in on your plan. And I know what you're trying to do. I know you're trying to poison the water supply. Basic Common Rider stuff, right? Basic yeah. superhero of the week uh, type plot." But he goes, Rhett Tadler says something about like, well, who? there's a traitor within Shocker Impossible. This is, cannot be happening. They, the fight ensues. Uh, and Chris, you you are a man who knows a thing about too about tokusatsu and special mm. effects, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is a dark room. And there's not a lot. <laughs> no, no, this is definitely this definitely feels like um, we're covering a few things. Um, also, then again, it also it's probably you know we're watching on HD. This is shot what 1974, 75, and you know they're pumping these 70s. out. Yeah. yeah, so they're pumping these out. So I I got a feeling that lighting check also wasn't like they're like look you can see enough. Let's let's just move on because we got we got more we got more of these we got to crank out. How do I put this? The choreography here is not safe to say the least. <laughs> it is a miracle that none of these people got. No, that's not true because the original writer did get seriously injured, injured mm -hmm. to the point where he had to be replaced for a little while. But it so is that's a why... miracle that these two actors did not get. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. But that's, I mean, you notice the fights. It's a lot of, the, this is what I notice with a lot of the Kamen Rider fights. And I noticed this in like some er, like early 80s Sentai stuff, like, you know, um, where you do the double arm grab. And it's almost like you're doing like a dosi -si do and you do the flip around before you go into either like a judo flip or the you know the push away and then like the punch to the chest like it's that standard setup it doesn't really work in actual fighting but it looks yeah. dynamic on the screen that's and you're selling this to kids so of course you gotta you gotta make it look good so the fight happens and there isn't a clear winner but they both escape mm -hmm. we Fast forward to the Shocker base where our or Shocker General, uh, Ambassador Hell or Hell Commander, is being uh, is being uh, manhandled. He's being uh, yes, I think that's a good way to put it. Grabbed. He's being tied up. I'm not really sure what the word here is, but he's 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 being accused of being a traitor. And uh, you hear a, a machine voice coming from the wall saying, there's only two people who would have known about this plan. It's, it's me, the, the great leader, and you, Hell Commander. So it's impossible. 
but we're gonna we're gonna grab you and we're gonna execute you. So you're like, what the hell? As a viewer, you're like, what the hell is going on? Like, there's no way General <laughs> Hell Commander Ambassador Hell would would leak the plans to Common Rider. By the way, by the way, and then we I... fast forward to uh, the Common. Go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, this this delay is gonna be a little, it's gonna be a little wonky. So I. This is one of the things I love about Tokusatsu is the fact that again the you don't get from American shows is that you have your main villain is named Ambassador Hell. Absolutely love it. Like the names on these guys are so damn ridiculous, but they're absolute charm. And not only that, but like it's he it's this dude in this gigantic beetle looking pharaoh outfit. Like the the designs. Again, like I, we talked about this, I think briefly on the um, when we did Common Rider Black Sun, like like the whale, like 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 the whale dude and everything. It's like, man, there's some originality, but man, yes. they, they also look back then. It's it's I'm like these were clearly made to sell toys, but there's such a there's a weird originality that I I absolutely adore. And, and also, but and then the name every name sounds like a pro wrestling name, but like through like the lens of a comic book. Well, if you look at the Shocker grunts, they are luchadors with wrestling mm -hmm. belts. So, yeah, mm -hmm. it's very clearly taken from wrestling. But uh, going forward to the Common uh, Rider hangout uh, base, where you have Common uh, Rider and it's Pops and you have Taki, and then the Common Rider uh, just teenage girls who just hang around and, and receive messages and such. And uh, did you know that Taki, Kamen uh, Rider's friend, is in real life Sonny Chiba's brother? No, I was not aware of that. Yeah, yeah, that's why he's oh, so good shit. at karate. Well, I yeah. mean that—that's the thing. Too. For a second so, there, I thought he was Kamen Rider too, but it turns out no, he's not. Like he, I, yeah. I had to go and look up the the back info. I'm like, oh, he's just a. He's a special agent, like. But that, I mean, there, there's, there's a dynamic to that. The fact that like the special agent guy can hold his own yeah. against the grunts, but you still need common writer to take out like the big, big bad cyborg uh, kanjis. Yeah. There's a charm to that. Yeah, yeah. He's he's awesome. Him and his and his bell bottoms. He's, he's great. <laughs> Uh, so, Common Rider base gets a Common Rider get, base gets a uh, message from a pigeon, I believe zero 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 one, and uh, they go, wait a minute, that's not our number, and the pigeon drops a little message and it explodes into a tape recorder of tape or something, <laughs> and it's a message for our. For our hero uh, Takeshi Hongo, who is is uh, the alias is is uh, alias of Common Rider, his real name, mm -hmm. and it says, "Hey, we have Ambassador Hell, and he's going to get executed. You're invited to the funeral." So they all kind of look at each other and like, "All right, I mean, if it's if that's 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 what we're doing today. We're going to <laughs> we're going to go funeral. watch an execution." 
And by the way, I love that the writers do point out, like, this is so absurd. This has to be a trap. Like, there is, there's still a sense of, of common, there, there's common sense still being applied to this. But again, the hot-blooded hero still has to say, he's like, well, no, if he's, if he truly is the, 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 the double agent or, you know, the, the traitor amongst, like, we have to help him. Like, that sense of justice is so thick. That even your mortal enemy, you must, you, you know, you must put differences aside for the, for the, uh, for the side of justice. Side note: There was a, a detail in in this where I I noticed that they said on September 30th, it is September 30th at four o'clock. We're going to execute General Hell, and mm. I thought that date was was interesting. So while watching this, I looked up when is Labor Day, and Labor Day this year, like most years, is early September. Specifically, this year is September fourth, and I'm not a big fashion guy. Mm-hmm. But did you notice anything about our friend Takeshi Hongo's outfit? It's all white. It's all white. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter doesn't, doesn't no that guy had no problem wearing all white to a funeral no sure no, enough, no he shows up he shows up on his bike all white bell bottoms mm-hmm. out he's got this huge brown leather belt with flares on it and he gets stopped by by some shocker grunts saying hey man Stop right here. Let's form a truce. We're going to blindfold you, and we're going to take you to, to this execution. So he gets off. No problem. Gets blindfolded and handcuffed, and, and, and he goes. Meanwhile, our good friend Taki is out you know, lurking around in the shadows, just mm-hmm. infiltrating the base with his bell bottoms and his sweater and his <laughs> FBI hat. And sure enough, we are introduced to the the coolest uh, dungeon uh, slash office you've ever seen. It's got dudes in cloaks. It's got dudes in luchador masks. And uh, it's got a guillotine with a really small hole for the head. And you look at it and you go, there's no way his head's going to fit there. No. <laughs> but sure enough, you know, they, they bring this, our pharaoh friend, uh, Ambassador Hell, put him on a knee. And, and sandwich his head in between these two uh, wooden planks. And sure, hold on a second. There, there, there's a moment here that yeah. I, I, oh. I absolutely, I absolutely love because it's the, it's, it's the, uh, the shocker leader through his little, yeah, you know, his intercom, wherever the hell that thing is, you know, explaining like he's, you know, he's a traitor, so we will execute him. But because there's still a sense of honor among villains that like because you are his greatest enemy you will be here to watch his exit and they have general ambassador hell and 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 common writer have this moment of like you know what you are a worthy opponent and so i you know if this is my end like i you know there's no you know you being here is you know worthy i'm like you know there's there's none of this left there's none of this left in this world and you know not to sidetrack too much but this reminded me of a moment in Forever Evil, the DC Comics miniseries, when essentially the um, the uh, crime syndicate from Earth-3 took over 
and all the all the heroes but Batman, because Batman always gets away, uh, were trapped in this dimension. And so Lex Luthor had to rally the villains to be the good guys. And so they were all fighting like essentially their like their 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 evil like their the evil counterparts of their of their uh, of their rogues gallery, if you will. And there's a great moment, absolutely fantastic, probably Jeff Johns' best moment of writing, where uh, 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 Captain Cold is fighting Johnny Quick, the evil Flash, and he has he has this whole soliloquy as he shoots him in the leg with his cold gun and snaps it. And he tells him, he's like, you know what? There, you know, there's there there's a unwritten rule between heroes and villains. There's a there's a sense of respect. And you know, he's like, this this whole thing is ridiculous. But we, I live a life of crime. Flash lives, you know, by you know by the uh, rule of law. And he's like, but there was always respect for one another. He's like, I respect the Flash, and he respects me. Here's the difference between you and I. I don't respect you. Like, this is why I have no problem offing you right now and just freezes him and shatters him into a million pieces. I, and that always stuck with me. It's like, yes, there it's, it's like, why do you guys keep doing this stuff? It's like, it's, it is the, it is the, you're, I always say, I tell people, I'm like, if you really want to be motivated in life, get yourself a nemesis. It doesn't even have to be a, a, a person that's really like diabolical, but someone that motivates <laughs> you to do something. Because again, hate is a powerful motivator in life. And it will, you know, if used properly, you can do ironically a lot of good. So I, I, there's a charm to this moment. I'm just like, you know, what? Uh, yes, I like this, the, this, the sense of honor, uh, amongst, uh, amongst villains and heroes. Like there is, there, it's, it is what the Venture Brothers really goes into with the whole minutia of of the hero and villain dynamic, but that's that's either here nor there. But that is, I I I was wildly charmed by this scene. Yeah, yeah, I love the part where they tell each other, you know, it's an honor being a witness to your end, and you are a great opponent, and I love all that. That's that's uh, that's hardcore dude talk right there too. That is hardcore, dude. Like these are like what gladiators would say to each other before you know one kills the other. Yeah. Uh, so sure, sure enough, there's a you know they, they begin the execution. You know they get them down on one knee and then boom, smoke grenade. Like what the hell's going on? What all the sharker dudes are are confused into the uh, smoke and they're like, what is what is all this? So our friend, common writer or Takesh Yango in this place, uh, you know, gets grabs our friend Ambassador Hell and leaves. All this while our good, our other good friend, our bell bottom friend uh, Taki, is throwing grenade bombs and you know causing a, a bit of a distraction. So out, you know, outruns outruns Common Rider, and he's stopped by a couple of shocker grunts, and he says he says to he says to our our, uh, our grunts, hey, you know, I need him. I need him. I need Ambassador Hell alive. You know, there's there's a, a Red Tadler. There's another monster out there that needs to be brought down. So he henshins. He transforms into Kamen Rider, and he begins fighting. He takes down a couple of these grunts. Taki gets a hold of Ambassador Hell and and rides away into the into the day uh, on a bike. And then you see Kamen Rider being attacked by another monster. That's not Red Tadler. Uh, Crab Bat. 
And is there anything? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, and again. Is there anything like, you want to say? So is this the first time Crab Bat's introduced in the show? Is this like his first appearance? I believe he shows up a couple episodes. I think before. it was his first major appearance, but he does kind of show up in the background. Yeah, so they he, were, but he so does. They were he's not, like, he's not a this. combatant, or he doesn't. Okay. Really, so he's something new. Yeah. So he's kind of new. So like, uh, okay, because that's the thing that was like, okay, like they like they know of him, but it, I didn't know if he was just like a norm, one of the normal, you know, monster of the weeks because it, you know. Like because again, all my my knowledge comes from like Power Rangers because you have your five henchmen that never get defeated. Or they get defeated, but they never die, and then the monster of the week always dies. Right. Yeah. Uh, but is there anything about his design specifically that you want to comment on, Chris? Well, the fact he's got like, a giant goddamn claw on one side and he's got a bat wing on the other, and somehow he flies too, which makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. <laughs> uh, also, the fact that there's it's it's a whole sculpted head, so it's just yeah. it's the thing. I, another thing I do love it's when they talk. Like there's no, I do they the aesthetic mm-hmm. of the monsters never moving their lips as they just talk. It just comes out of this like this 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 emotionless body. It's it always adds like an, a a a layer of creepiness and it gives a little heft to your monsters because. When you have like the villains that are actually just in like a weird costume, you get to see the actor's face. Sometimes it it does take away a little bit, but not, well, not Ambassador Hell because he's wearing like a fake schnoz and he's got like all this weird makeup on him and stuff like that. But he's wearing this ridiculous outfit though. Um, but with but with Crabat, it just even saying it. <laughs> Um, it, he, I mean, look, he looks like every other monster. I'm, you know, he, these guys start blending after a while. There's, there's so many of these wonky out there designs, but they're all beautiful and unique in their own individual way. I'm going to cut down to it, and I'm going to just say this dude has a, a giant green penis coming out of his costume. <laughs> it's, it is what it is, man. Well, again, Japan has different standards. Nudity is not a problem for them. I mean, here, yeah, it'd be a different thing, but Japan, I mean, look, they don't frown on no nudity problem. as much as we do. Common Rider and Crab Bat say a change word? Yep. They exchange a couple words, some fights happen, Crab Bat jumps up in the air, and anytime he jumps in the air, all you see is this green thing, you know, coming all the way up to his fucking belly button. Oops, my bad. Yeah, it's, it's it's all right. You get one. You get one. <laughs> uh, and then in comes the most interesting fight I've seen in a long time. Where Kamen Rider gets on his bike, flies around, fights Crab Bat for a second. Mm-hmm. Like they're colliding like midair. Like they're just, it's the two models like bashing each other. They fight for a minute. And it, it looks like, how do I put this? Two toys on strings clashing into each other. 
kind of is like it, you know that that game with the stick and the balls, and you just kind of. There we go. We're talking about sticks and balls now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, cl- I mean, look. Uh, come on. Let's let's be fair. Like most of that stuff at the time. Oop. So it looks like two toys gliding in the air. It looks like uh, you know that that toy that it's like a, a stick and two balls and um, you're talking about sticks and balls again it's it's you, i don't know how, how you describe but it's a it's a stick and it kind of just kind of hits each, two balls hit each other when you move it back and forth i'm sure oh, there's the sla- an oh the slap balls they're, they're the slapper they're, they're the hit, sh- 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 yeah 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 the party they, favor they the party favor one yeah I, that's what it looks like that's what the fight <laughs> looks like I mean, you can clearly see the string that these things are on. Come on. I mean, look, it is it is a kid show, and budget is very limited, especially when how – the show, I, I look at – it's 98 episodes. 98. That's insane to me. That is absolutely bonkers. Yeah, it is, especially in the, in the early 70s, uh, when most of them nowadays only go for, what, 50, 49, 39, the original Ultraman? Um, yeah, but I think yeah, fifty-two but, used to be I think the standard. But now that this, since they fight, now they bring back Ambassador Hell to the hangout of Common Rider, and uh, they 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 talk and they go they kind of sort of come to an understanding that it's like look we have to go find this monster. You know, he's probably, you know, he used up all his venom to, to to poison the water supply. So he has to go recharge. Well, where do where do snakes hang out? They kind of look at each other. In the desert. Like, okay, well, we have to go to the desert. Okay, well, I'll go with you, says Ambassador Hill. And he's like, no, 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 no. You're going to hang out here, hang with Pops and the girls. Mm-hmm. They kind of look at each other like, are you serious? Like, oh, I don't know about this guy. Again, like, hey, just it's a... fine. <laughs> the the blind, blinded by justice like they're like no no we can trust this guy it's like he's your mortal enemy like even though yes the under the ruse of you know of him possibly being a uh, a traitor it's like you can't completely trust this dude yet so you're gonna leave him with these innocent girls no one with any powers by the way you're just like here you stay here it's gonna be yeah it'll be cool it'll be cool the one guy who can take him on take him is like he ain't gonna come with me we're just gonna go so off, off Taki and Kamen Rider go to the one desert in Japan, which you can, mm. if you look closely, you can see there's like a beach in the background. So it's like, I think it's say Hamamatsu or something like that. Yeah. It's essentially a sand dune. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. And off they go and they're looking like, oh, you know, well, let's find this guy and we're going to get him. Meanwhile, back at the, uh, at the hangout, it's Popson and the girls, and they look at each other like, you know what? Someone's kind of fishy. The last general turned into a monster. The general before that turned into a monster. So what are the chances that this guy's not going to turn into a monster? Lo and behold, you know, all the all the birds and pets and whatever they have in the in the shop are freaking out, and they're like, oh no. Lo and behold, it is it is Ritz Adler. It is Gargan. Sorry. So Ambassador Hell. Is yeah. So Ambassador Hell has essentially two monstrous forms. One monstrous form. 
So what yes. he's yes. so what he's wearing is that just supposed to be like just a regular outfit? Yeah, that's his everyday. That's how he does his groceries. <laughs> oh, I I I'm really truly understanding why this this show is popular now. Like it's really starting to come to me. Like there's a level of ridiculous. But if you're nine years old, this is the coolest shit in the world. Like I I you put yourself in that mindset. You're like, yes, this is all awesome. <laughs> Yeah, and his his monster form is Brettler. It is uh, mm. it's the snake kaijin. So shocking! It was all a trick the entire time. The people who were saying they're like, "This is a trick." No, it's not a trick. Of course, it's a trick. It's a it's a, it's a trap the entire time. So, common writer Antaki hear noises in the desert. They hear some giggling. And then, boom! From underneath, from from a, a, a poorly dug hole comes out Rattadler, and mm-hmm. goes, it, it comes out uh, Ambassador Hell. Hell, yeah, right. And he goes, "Hi, it was a ruse. It was, a, you know, the trick, and we tricked you. And now we have your friends, you know, hanging out in in a shoulder deep, shoulder deep. They're hole buried so up there. Can... Yeah, they're essentially buried in the sand." <laughs> And he turns in, he turns into a monster and he fights him. And Commander says, "Wait a minute, no, I have we planned for this." Brings out this 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 Looney Tunes wily coyote looking device with the with a car antenna for a for a box, and pushes the button and poof, you know, off go uh, a couple henchmen that explode in the background. And he goes, "Oh snap!" So. So, okay, so let's lay this out. So they had shown up, Kamen Rider and, and, and uh, uh, Taki. Taki. So they're there. We cut back, and then we cut back to them still at the spot. There's no, there's no sense that time has passed, but clearly time has passed. And in that time, somehow Ambassador Hell managed to teleport everybody there, bury them in the sand, but... Before they did that, Taki and Kamen Rider managed to lay landmines around the area. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's exactly what okay. happened. All makes sense. All makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yes. In that order, too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> never once. Never once. Though Here's the thing. Never once. I was so enthralled. I was never questioning the logic of this at all. It's only until now we stopped talking it. about it. You accept it completely. Yeah, it's like, yes, absolutely. Of course they lay traps. It's coming right. Of course he's going to be two steps ahead. Of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then a fight breaks out. You know, it's Kamen Rider and Rattadler, and it's Taki fighting off these henchmen and trying to save our friends. And Chris, like I said earlier, you know a thing or two about special effects. Mm-hmm. Would you consider this scene safe by modern standards well you're fighting on a beach uh there's clearly like they have the they clearly have like charges laid around um they're they, look this is a thing that like low budget like when you see like in like eight, 70s and 80s action movies when you actually see the actor doing like a stunt a lot of times especially they're on the beach it's the tackle into the wave 
moment because it's like, oh, this is going to be pretty safe because you're just falling. It looks dynamic, but it's probably the safest thing you can do. It's not like an intricate John Wick kind of thing where it's like, I don't know, that's Keanu because you're just seeing it from behind. And but again, it's the because again, the the guy the guy in the writer's suit, how in the hell he can see out of that janky helmet to begin with is one thing. But all the monsters are all wearing these these giant the guys in the suits are wearing these giant masks. And they're essentially fighting blind. Like so I mean it makes sense for some of the stuff, but like these guys are also like throwing kicks blindly. They're they're throwing punches. Like I got they I mean Clearly, there were accidents that happened, but, like, you're just walking on a public beach somewhere. Like, <laughs> and not only that, but I don't know if you've ever, if, if you've never set foot on sand, uh, it's not exactly the most stable base to be doing things on either. Gets everywhere. It's coarse. Yes. <laughs> Ironically, as it's made the fourth as we record this. <laughs> uh so sure enough, our friend Taki is, is is helping dig out our friends from the sand. Explosions are going off left and right. I'm I'm pretty sure something broke. Something got burnt that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryder and Retailer are having a fist fight, knocking each other out, doing pro wrestling moves in the beach. Looks like fun if you're 10 years old. But oh. if you're in your mid, <laughs> yeah, mid well, and you're. Oh no no hold on we gotta talk about the best effect in this whole fight sequence like when that. when Rattler, uh burrows underground oh my god he burrows under the sand uh you're sitting there watching he starts digging and then they clearly did this reverse shot like it's it's done in reverse I, you could tell immediately this is a reverse shot where the actor in the suit was laying there and they just had put um like he they they threw. They threw sand on top of him. It looked like he was buried. And then he, he, you know, acted in reverse to make it look like he was, you know, coming. You know, he was actually coming out. But then when they ran the footage back, it's awkwardly him burrowing into the ground. Face down. Yeah. Face down going into the ground. Yeah. It's hilarious. Can he just kind of like... Which then you're like, oh, okay, I see what he's doing. But then two minutes later, they do it again. Like he goes back under, and Common Rider catches him this time. But literally, it's just like he hadn't even like come. Like they show him, they show like like uh, steam and sh- stuff shooting up from from under the sand, and then all of a sudden it just cuts to Common Rider grabbing his legs, and he's just like half, not even half buried. It looks like he was just laying down. And they just threw some sand on top of him. Like they dug just a tiny hole and he just picks him up and just starts wailing on him like blindly. I am sitting there like, yeah, he wasn't even buried. Like it was just it, like he was just laying like it just like it looked like he fell asleep in the sand and it just blew all uh, like a wind gust came and just blew this crap on top of him. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's. It's, it's exactly it. It's just a guy was just hanging. It looks like he was just chilling for a second, and then he got mm-hmm. pulled by the legs and, and you know got kicked in two. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, Common Rider pulls him out, does a rider punch, does a rider kick. Rider kick is uh, how do I put? How do you describe it? You jump it's up on a trampoline. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, no. It it is every in every anime when you see the it's the one leg out. It's kind of like what when people draw Bruce Lee, you know, doing his kick. Like it's it's the it's the kick in the air, but it's done from an angle. It's the one kick out, leg up, punch move. Like in real life, this would not be like an actual like kick because the the dynamics of it just don't work, but it looks awesome. That's that's the whole show. It doesn't really work in real life, but it looks awesome. It looks awesome. That's what counts. So he, hits he gets with kicked the... right in the chest, right? No. Yeah. Yeah. He gets kicked. And then Rick Sadler kind of backs up and goes, oh, you know what? You you got us, but we're, we'll be back, and we're going to be better than ever. And shocker forever. He blows up. Amazing, amazing thirty-foot explosion for a for a five, seven-foot man in the mm-hmm. costume, and and you know there's dust and there's fire and everything all over in the sand, and that's the end of our toddler. But then our friends gather around and and you, you hear a voice in the sky saying, "Okay, well, shockers, Japan has been disbanded, and we'll come back as an even stronger organization." They all kind of look at each other, going like, "What does that mean?" All right, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. You know, anybody want a peanut? Anybody yeah. want to? Well, not only that, but we we get the shot of Shocker headquarters exploding. Like it's just, it all explodes. It, yeah, it breaks apart, and you're like, now, again, like I'm assuming, like you're watching this all the way through. You're like, wait, what? Like the bad guys are. Are taking them own they're taking their own selves out like this is this is a new twist this is something something different like you just killed like the essentially the, the, the I would you know I would argue he was like the main you know Ambassador Hell was like the main villain up until this point right yeah up in, yeah up until that point that was that was the bad guy mm. until until you uh, pan out from the desert. And you see a familiar claw, and it's your it's your homie crab back mm. when blah, blah, blah. we're gonna come and get you, coming writer. Me, me, me. Cut. Yeah. Episode ends. Credits roll. No. And then we go right into episode <coughs> eight mm. of of Common Writer. And this one starts off on a camping trip. And our our commentator girls are just hanging out, having a good time, camping trip. And it looks like they're fishing. One throws out a lure, and they hear he he, or they hear these giggling noises, and like what the hell is what's going on here? Out from the water comes one of these shocker grunts, these combat men, uh, luchador going uh, is going help. Help me! Ugh, send to get me to Shocker, to get me to Common Rider Base in, in Tokyo. They're gonna come me. Ugh. And then right behind him, like the creature from the Black Lagoon shows up, and it's <laughs> it's Crab Bat. Goes, ah, I'm gonna get you. Grabs grabs him by the neck, pulls him down, drowns the guy. I don't know how he turns into like this, this fountain of blood comes out, and you're like, what the hell? Is he going clearly on? disembowels him under the water. Like oh you know, he's screaming like he's trying to kill me. And he does, and like there's just this gigantic uh, Evil Dead esque level of blood just boiling to the top. Like, 
he gets dragged under the water and he's just like, you know, he's like, they're, they're after us. Like they're, he's like screaming, like something's up and then just gets murdered under, under the, the, the murky waters of this particular lake. Oh my God. Yeah. He is, it, it is, it is a red lake at this point. Mm. Back, girls come out and, and this is the point of the episode where it turns into the first 20 minutes of predator. We were like, what the <laughs> hell is going? You see these Conrader Rider uh, uh, Sharker grunts hung upside down, hung straight up lynched. There's a shot mm-hmm. of of you know feet dangling from the ground. You're like, what the hell? This is a this is not the way I thought the next episode was going to turn. Mm-hmm. Turns out our friend Crabbat has been hunting down Shocker remnants, mm-hmm. and. And luckily or unluckily for our common writer, uh, uh, girl, friends, partners, uh, they pass out from the uh, from the shock of no pun intended. As of, women tend to do. As women tend to do. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're like, oh my god, I can't. Whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a kid from the from the writer corps shows up. You know he's from the writer corps because he has a, a baseball helmet that looks like Common Rider, and he's got this pendant with his his emblem on it. And they let uh, Pops at HQ know that Crabbat is running around with his green thing hanging out, hunting Shocker and Combatment. And so, and so fast forward to Common Rider and Taki. And behind a moving truck, uh, and what we've learned here is that they've gathered up the bodies of the combat men, trying to figure out what the hell yeah, is going on. Yeah, and they're you know, maybe they're a body musing, can, can lead us to a Yeah, they're musing about this this new organization that they were that they were warned of. This it's like, well, what what could possibly be worse? Yeah. than Shocker. What kind of organization kills their own allies? Exactly. So, so then we get to the uh, the Looney Tunes part of the episode, where they are stopped by some traffic, some some construction, saying, "Hey, go!" They get stopped by this this creepy construction worker saying, "Please go around." You know, the road's closed. Mm-hmm. And right when the, the truck moves to the other way, you get this shot of this creepy, creepy looking dude smiling and saying, oh, it went perfectly into his little Apple watch or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's evil afoot. Absolutely. And so they they drive on and, and sure enough, they, they reach a dead end. But right before they reach a dead end, they see a pickup, a truck, a dumpster truck back up right behind them and they what do you call it the tail the the load oh, the, the, oh the uh the the bed yes thank you oh my that was so easy why did i forget that yeah and out you see are three yellow and blue uh colorful uh grunts and you're like what the hell is this what is going on well turns out it is gel shocker it is the new it is the combination of Geldam or Geldam from Africa and Shocker. They've they've teamed up to become this new fearsome organization. So so okay, so you're gonna have to fill me in a little bit on this. So who's Geldam? Geldam is a Shocker type organization that's based out of Africa. So they're not Shocker, they're just no. another evil evil organization. 
Yes, in lore, they have a small lore bit. They are mm-hmm. not a major part of the series until now. Okay, so this is essentially like if G.I. Joe, they were fighting Cobra the whole time, and all of a sudden, no, no, there now there's this, there, you know, turns out there's other, you know, small terrorist cells out there, and now, yes. so let's 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 break this down for a second. You have a show about a dude who's a cyborg turns into a superhero who's based on a grasshopper. Mm-hmm. He's fighting an evil organization that's out of the remnants of the Nazi party. Perfect. Now, not only that in this world, but there are other smaller crime syndicates that have wonky technology to make their own bad guys in, you know, in the kin. And so what is the grand plan? Corporate mergers. This is essentially what this episode is. This episode is a is about a corporate merger. This is this is Warner Brothers buying Time Life to create Time Warner. Essentially happened. Like I'm sitting there I'm like it, it it's like like every time they do a Superman movie, Lex Luthor's grand plan is some real estate scheme. Like this is what this is. I'm like, wow, I'm like I mean, look, I know it's a kid show, but, like, you're getting into, like, some dynamic, uh, you know, like, corporate, uh, yeah. yeah, some deep corporate, uh, you, you know, uh, uh, minutia right here. So, <laughs> essentially, it feels like, yes, they're merging. They just, they agreed on a buyout. They, uh, Gellin disagreed on a buyout, and now the new, the new company is now called Gell Shocker. Yes, perfect. That's exactly it. <laughs> and again, you couldn't even. It's not. It's like we gotta. You know, it's it's the. It's like when Square bought like Enix or Square Enix. You know, was bought or Square bought Enix and they became Square Enix. It's like, well, you, you know, you don't want to get rid of you know the um, the uh, the, uh, the 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 corporate identity. You you know, you want to remind people what these two things were. Now they are merged into one powerful thing. Now in a new name, we're just smashing the names together in some form. Yeah, pretty much. But but these grunts have an upgrade, an upgrade that we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. They can get on top of a hill and then they turn into blankets, so they glide <laughs> all the way. So, turn- but. But th- this is great. This is, I mean, it, it was very, it felt, I mean, again, watching this, I was reminded of season two of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers when they introduced Lord Zed. And Zed had all of his own guys. He had his own army. And, of course, when you're upgrading something, you got to go bigger and badder. Uh, so, like, when Zed came in, he had his own putties that you couldn't just easily take out. You had to hit him in the center, you know, their their chest plate, and that's how they would disintegrate. So, yeah, of course, you're going to have grunts that are going to be a, just a tad bit harder. But the fact that they can turn into these giant pieces, it, it, they weren't even – they look like um, when they float around, like when they're like they're teleporting, it looks like someone just took a bunch of uh, colored construction paper from a Joanne's fabric and just, you know – you know, put them on a string and just you know, you know, slid them down into the uh, the back of this uh, of this pickup truck where they're where they're all like brawling right now. Yeah, that's exactly fantastic. What it, by the way, fantastic. That's exactly what it looks like. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, they come in, they start fighting, and they fight Ryder, 
Tucky gets a brilliant idea, like, why don't I just steal the truck? Like, there's nobody mm-hmm. driving. Oh, little to little, he doesn't know that. As soon as he opens the door, guess who? This, this guess who comes out? Our good friend Crabbat shows up mm-hmm. with his claw and starts fighting Taki. Goes, oh no, I can't handle him by him. He mm-hmm. ends up taking the other truck with the bodies in it and and dips out of there. Uh, Crabbat jumps up on the hill and goes, man, I don't need this. I don't need mm. to be fighting you. You know what? I have grunts for this. Grunts, you take him out. I want to leave. Yeah. So off rider goes fighting our grunts. And <clears throat> before he leaves, he, he lets he lets him know, hey, it doesn't really matter what you do with these bodies because I put a bomb inside of the truck. Mm-hmm. So... Your friend's about to die in 30 seconds. Just letting you know. See you later. Mm-hmm. You know, flies away. Ryder tries to let uh, the girls know and let Taki know. This is the 70s. There were no cell phones. So they no. go by radio. It's all CB. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, they let him know. And then you see this wonderful... This is Tokusatsu in the 70s, man. You see this wonderful shot of this miniature Hot Wheels truck exploding in the middle of a... <laughs> It's a wonderful explosion of a of a Hot Wheels truck in the middle of of a, of a miniature highway. Mm-hmm. Tires go, you know, left and right, and out from the rubble comes our friend Taki saying, "Oh, good thing I saved that one." <laughs> it, it's it's up there with Fry on Futurama when he makes his own comic book, and his. Powers just keep adding. He's like, don't thank me. Thank my meteor wishing powers. It's like, it's it's that level of ridiculous. It, smash cut to the uh, local university. Mm-hmm. Where you see uh, our friend Takeshi Hongo, Taki, and Pops leaving the university where Pops leaves, drops his wonderful line. You know, unbeknownst to Shocker, I smuggled one of the bodies into the university. You figure like what was the whole point of fighting them in the first place? Regardless, <laughs> this is this is information I'm accepting. Mm-hmm. They walk away. They they zoom in on this suspicious looking gardener. It's this gardener who's you know minding his own business. Turns out to be a gel shocker. Congratulations, they're everywhere, even mm-hmm. in our universities. He does this creepy smile and lets you know and and calls Crabbat out and says, "Hey man, they just left the bodies in the university." Cut to a morgue-looking room to the university. Mm-hmm. There is a smoke coming out from the vents, and out comes crab bat from the shadows. And wow, looks over one bot, looks over one dead body. It's just a dude. Mm-hmm. Looks over the second dead body. Oh, here's our shocker dead guy. Let's throw some. Let's let's spit some acid at him or some baby powder or some poisonous powder. Again, the the absolute just again, we're making a kid show, but we're just gonna start dissolving bodies. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. I I I yearn to go back to a time like this when, you know, it you know we weren't so worried about the sensibility you know uh, you know 
you know, freaking kids out. It's like, no, you want, you want some of that. You want, you want to show like, there are, there are definitely, uh, there, you know, death is very apparent left and right all around these things. So, I mean, it's, he's going around like, like, like predator in that crappy, uh, uh, second alien versus predator movie, just dissolving all the evidence that yeah. they are ever on earth. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's mm. exactly it. But then just like he just like Crabback entered the room through smoke, Crabback mm. then leaves through the front door. Just like that. Then and silly silly Crabback did not look at the third dead dead body, which is not a dead body at all. It's somehow Takeshi Hongo. He gets up Still wearing all white, by the way, from the previous episode. And mm-hmm. goes, Aha, I knew it. You see, you dumb crab bat doesn't even <laughs> look at the third box. Cut to outside where crab bat is in the middle of the day, walking out of university, full crab. <laughs> he just casually walking out there, goes into the into the back of a, uh, a what would you call it, a, a Buick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he sits in the back of a Buick and and lets his his uh, his grunts drive him off into the into the sunset, where he's followed by Taki, mm-hmm. and, and of course, where else would they drive but an abandoned rock quarry? Well, where else are you gonna hide out at? Right, a, a rock quarry. Mm-hmm. So then, as 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 Taki gets closer. Uh, there's more smoke and fog, and out come the rider core of these combat men. Mm-hmm. And what they are are grunts in motorcycles with helmets on. And they begin to throw bombs at Taki. Now, Chris. Yeah. You are, you know, a thing or two about movie making and special effects. Mm hmm. Now, what they're doing here is. They have placed live bombs, live explosions in an actor's general direction. Yeah. Now, I rewound this part a couple times. And at no point did I see any X marks, any anything that would suggest that there is a bomb here or there is a live explosion. Mm-hmm. Now, how would you describe this next scene? of these shocker gel shocker combat men throwing bombs and leaving mines out for our friend Taki. It's, it's the, it's the, it is the oldest trick in the book that every young filmmaker starts off. Well, used to when you want to really wanted to show off, you do a lot of quick cutting. It's the, it is from the Robert Rodriguez school of filmmaking where it's like, Hey, you don't have you, know, like, you got something, but you can't. It's too dangerous. You just do a quick cut, and you know what? Sometimes you do. You reuse that same scene over and over again to really hammer home what you're doing. So it, it, this is prevalent in all all the you know this entire era all the way up to the 90s, where you know everything's done practically, and it's it's like the same thing. It's like Power Rangers every time they they fly into the air. Like when you get that hero shot of them all like racing to to fight but it's a low camera they reuse that scene over and over again it's like we we're only budgeted for maybe like 
10 or 12 squibs. So we have to make the most out of them. Our poor friend is running around like a chicken without a head. And he, I'm pretty sure he has no idea where these explosions are. But oh, going God, on. no. They're exploding to the left of him, to the right of him, right in front of him, right behind him. Poor guy. There's, like, yeah, there's probably sh- the poor stuntman inside. There's probably shrapnel hitting him. Because, look, I mean, you're getting explosions like that because the old way you would do it, you know, to, to make it look dynamic, you know, without explosion, explosions, you would use like a paddleboard. You have it at an angle, and the actor would, you know, walk over, and it would look like something exploding behind him because then it would launch all the stuff. But this is clearly like, no, we're rigging a few squibs, and they're just going to go off. This is like early Batman, like the 66 Batman. You ever listen to Burt Ward talk about this? Like that poor guy, because he had to be in all the hero shots. Adam was never in the hero shots. Like when the Batmobile was coming out, when uh, they were doing like explosions, stuff like that. Like Burt Ward got severely burned like on his arm at one point from an explosion going off too close to the Batmobile. Uh, I think he lost his hearing. So, yeah, some poor bastard. I There's no way that they walked out. They're just like, look, just don't walk right into it. Otherwise, you're going to lose a leg. And the guys can't see in these. They can't see in these outfits. There's no way in hell they see in these outfits. Absolutely it's not. It's a miracle no one got hurt that day. Yeah. So the gel shocker grunts circle Taki, and they they just show they circle them and they pull out their knives, and these are maybe four inch knives. And they just kind of look at them and they just kind of point at them like we're gonna get you. In comes. Our hero, Common Rider, on his motorcycle, and they stop him and they say, "Common Rider, you are no match against us. We are made of the, the top racers in the world." And he goes, "All right, no problem. I'll take you on." Drives around for a while, and they do this dogfight of a chase scene around this abandoned rock quarry, and Common Rider gets the better hand and manages to destroy the leader. Mm-hmm. The other the other riders drive away and, and they start they notice like well if we kill the leader if we separate the leader the rest of them will drive will go away and we'll figure out how this hierarchy works. Then they get to the leader who's still alive and they try to get answers out of him. Mm-hmm. Who are you? Where are you guys coming from? Who's your leader? And then we find out that Gel Shocker does this horrible thing where. If you are not given a drug every three hours, you will die. It is essentially the cyanide pill that, like, they would give to spies back in the day. But yeah, I mean, look, this this is again to really hammer home how diabolical they are. It's like this is how we keep it, again. It's also a brilliant piece of writing. It's like so this is how we keep because again, the last episode, one of the shocker grunts gave everything up. Like he just like blabbed everything. Like I. Just don't kill me. Like, what? What do you? Whatever you want to know. Like, I'll tell you. Where these poor guys are, like, if they're not getting, like, yeah, they're not getting this this drug every three hours, they horribly, they horribly spontaneously combust. Like, they don't quite melt, but they don't quite explode. They just kind of catch fire and they, they just kind of like dissolve away. And the the effect of it was, you know, the guy's like there. He's like, ah, he's you know holding his you know throat because it's you know he's like. You know, choking, and then all of a sudden, like 
it looks like thermite goes off in him, and he just and they cut to like clearly it's a dummy. It's clearly a dummy that's being just lit on fire, and it just burns away within like twenty seconds. And you're like, that is some that's some cold blooded stuff right there. That is, I mean, again, but you want to really hammer home. This is not, you know, this is the new corporate synergy of Gel Shocker right here. So before he spontaneously combusts, they get two pieces of information. They get the name Black Shogun. Mm-hmm. And then they get the name of the island that they are going to have a commencement ceremony. The island, the name does not, uh, I don't remember what it's called. But it's this little off island off the coast of Japan. And they go reach the island to find out where what's going on. And sure enough, they find a little cave. It looks like a looks like a, a dungeon, a torture chamber. They they're greeted by crab bat and some grunts, and they notice a dead body. Uh, they notice a dead body laying there, covered up in a sheet, and it turns out to be pops. And you're like, oh no! Crab bat says, stay back, or I'm gonna kill pops. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tobei Tachibana, his name. Mm-hmm. And they come and uh, says, "Okay, you're right. Just don't don't hurt him. Whatever you do, don't don't hurt pops." Crabbat looks at him like, "Are you sure? What are you talking about?" They look down on him, and it's not pops. A cloud of smoke goes above him, and and uh, when the cloud passes, you see this dude that's dressed like Mussolini. Thank you. Yeah, he look. He, it looks like something that Mussolini used to wear. It is the most exaggerated military, like general garb that you would, you know, the the regalia that like a like someone who just committed a coup. Like this is in Bison level, like yes. you know, like ridiculousness, like some, some Hugo Boss looking stuff. And that is our introduction to Black Shogun. He introduces himself as Black Shogun, says, arrest these two and send them to the torture chamber. So our friends Taki and Ango are in a, how do I describe this? It is a wall with a bunch of pipes in it. That is too hot to handle. And It's a steam room. They're in a freaking steam room. room. And they got handcuffed too, by the way. So Taki does the cool he does that cool thing where he, he he you know immediately does the lay the over under on the leg because he's still handcuffed. But the second he gets in yeah. there, he's like, oh, oh, like, you know, this, you know, it's like, you know, he just you know kind of steps over his own hands. So now he's got his hands in front of him so he can they're useful. And all of a sudden these pipes just start coming in and like, oh no, it's steam. Like again, it's it's the old adage of, of you know, let's escape through the steam pipes. It, it, Futurama made a great joke about this when Bender and, and Fry were stuck in a similar room. And Fry's like, look, we can get through the steam room, uh, steam vents. And Bender opens it up and all the steam shoots out. And Fry's like, it's no good. It's full of steam. Like, they're act- the pipes are actually doing what they're meant to do, by the way, which is a nice change of pace. So cut to outside. At this point, there is no, there is no chance, there is no editing in this shot that says that they got out or they will get out. 
I mean, they just cut. <laughs> as so, a viewer. Hold on. Let, let me. Can I lay this out? Yeah, please. So they're doing the introduction ceremony because, again, every evil organization has to have some sort of theatricality to it. They have to have, you know, their 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 pomp and circumstance. And they're raising the new flag of Gel Shocker, which is it's the Shocker, you know, Nazi esque, you know, eagle. eagle. But now it's got this big snake that's wrapped around, which makes it look even more Nazi esque, by the way. Like, it just looks even deeper into the Nazi lore. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, Common Rider, in, he's, he changed too. So we don't even get the change sequence. He's just standing there, and they're like, they look up, like, like, like General Shogun and, 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 uh, um, Crabhead are like, Common Rider, how? And it's just, I got out. Like, wait, when, how, and where? Like, what the hell? Don't worry about it. Don't yeah, worry about exactly. It. Just, it's like, don't, don't question it. Just go with it. It is, yeah. So as a viewer, as soon as those flags go up, you think, well, shit, they didn't get out. Mm-hmm. You know, we're done. But no, out comes Ryder and Taki, for both of them, uncuffed, by the way. Yeah. And like you said, fully, fully transformed. So Taki goes after General Shogun or Black Shogun. Uh, Black Shogun throws some some uh, some blankets at him that turn into grunts. He starts fighting off the grunts, and Kamen Rider goes up, goes after Crabbat and his green thing that is going up to his it, it was his belly. Now it's up to his chest. I don't <laughs> want to look more into that. But they take the fight to the air. They take the yeah, fight that's to the, the other air. Thing. They start like fighting minute, like all of a sudden, like Common Rider, like flying. Like it's not yeah. his bike. Like they're just flying around, and it's two little models just crashing into each other. Common Rider grabs a hold of of Crabbat and and sinks his, sinks him himself and Crabbat into the ocean, and an explosion happens. And you mm-hmm. and you're just waiting. You're waiting for. You know something. You're waiting for Ryder to to be like, "Oh, I'm I'm okay, I'm fine," or Crabbat to be like, "Oh, I'll get you next time." But Taki comes on screen and says he sacrificed himself to defeat Crabbat, and the right. episode ends to be continued. Ryder seemingly killed himself and Crabbat at the same time, mm-hmm. and now. You are left with well, there's nobody else to fight Gel Shocker aside from Taki and Pops mm-hmm. and a couple of kids with Rider helmets. Yeah. That's it. That's, so that again, is that that yes, that's how they end the episode. Like it's just like again, if you're nine watching, you're like, wait, what? I gotta wait another week to find out what happened. Like it's it's when you had the occasional two part episode, you didn't know it was coming, and you're like, damn it, now I gotta wait a whole week to find out what the hell happened. But in fairness, you're introducing uh, a bigger bad. You have to raise the stakes, and you're beginning this arc. And what better way to do it to actually, you know, hint that hey, your main hero might be done. Now at this point, there's still Common Rider two floating out there somewhere, right? He's yeah, he's not a part of the main cast. He shows up every so often now. Mm-hmm. Now that it's. Uh, 
if you don't know anything about Kamen Rider, um, Rider 2 was the main writer for a while. And then he kind of comes in and out as a, as a, like, think of a Batgirl type. Mm-hmm. He's just part of the main cast, but not always in. Yeah, it. he's not in every episode. Yeah. Right. Um, but we haven't heard from Rider 2 in a while. So, and mm. there's no hint of him coming back. And even in the episode preview, he's not in there. Yeah. So we don't know what happens to Rider or Rider 2. Um, and that is why he chose episode 79 and 80. It it is again. So going over all this, I mean, I I you know getting deeper into this, the fact that you know there's there are these arcs to this. Now uh, again, like Brighter Two was brought on because the main actor got injured like midway through right. sh- through filming, so they had to figure out a way to stretch this out. So you introduce Brighter Two, fill it in, main guy's ready to come back. All right, so we're not going to completely write you off. You're going to go you know, maybe do something else and then you'll pop in from time to time. Like you'll be a plot device when we need you to. Um, but it is, it's, it's, it's a, it's bold in the fact that like the show's not done. Like the episode eight. So there's what, like 18 episodes left at this point. Right. And you're going like, it does feel like you're going into the home stretch of something, but to actually like kill the main bad guy before the, not in the final episode, but like, Three fourths of the way through, you're like, well, where do you go from here? It's like, oh no, no, we're, we're, you know, this is the, this is going to be the triumphant. So, the raising of the stakes, the fact that it's just so bombastic and over the top, and like, yes, I, I now completely understand why Common Writer is was and is as popular as it is because, you know, if you can look through this through the lens of a nine year old boy, this is the most awesome shit you are getting on a like. Friday night when they're showing this thing. Like I, I completely, completely understand it now. Like this is this, if I was that young watching this, you know, it, at the time I'd be like, I, I, I'm sucked in. Like I am all in on this. So yeah, seeing this, it does give me appreciation. And it's also, it's, it's pretty good storytelling for what is essentially a kid show. I mean, it does play out like a comic book in every single aspect, but just, far more bombastic uh and again like the idea of like no 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 we're not we're not we're not following a formula we're 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 up in the stakes and it keeps it really does keep you invested so um so yeah kudos like this was this was a nice i would say history lesson um you know how do i put this (laughs) overall this was a good history lesson i'll just put that This was a great history lesson, especially. I mean, you've seen Shin Kamen Rider. I, they're not, they don't go into Gel Shocker though, right? Correct. So, is is uh, uh, Gellum is Gellum even mentioned in the movie? I don't believe so. No. All right. Uh, there is one thing they do take from the Gel Shocker arc uh, mm-hmm. in the movie, but it's. You know, it's just shocker in general. Um, okay, I'll I'll tell you in a little bit, <laughs> without spoiling on here. So, but no, this this was this was for this but, was uh, the it, yeah. I'm really glad. Well, that's the thing; these things go by so quick. I mean, each episode's 21 minutes, and you shave off 
four and a half, five of those minutes for the opening and closing alone and the commercial break. So, I mean, yeah, it, it, this does give me a little more incentive to actually finally sit down and start, you know, actually watch Common Rider maybe from beginning to end. Because now, like, I'm, I'm now much more intrigued by where this is going. But where this goes, I mean, I know where the shock arc now ends because I've technically seen the end of it, but it goes deeper and much more into much more interesting places. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm getting a good history. I mean, look, we started the show. With, I mean, the show's called Comic Geysers. I, you know, we picked it for you know obvious reasons, but I I haven't watched that much. You are much, you're the deeper common writer fan. So this is on my end. Oh. This is the the big like okay I'm starting to starting to kind of you know fill in a lot of gaps that I'm missing so <clears throat> um, yeah but we, between this and um, Black Sun like it's like yeah it's it's fun to watch because it's, it get reminded me of why I enjoyed this stuff when I was a kid in the first place why I still kind of continue to enjoy this stuff. That's that's the great thing about where yeah you know you've seen every Godzilla movie yeah you've seen every Ultraman show what else is there whole other mm-hmm. pillar of Tokusatsu called Common Rider and it's yep. another deep dive and then I, I I highly encourage all of you listeners uh, to don't be well, afraid of like doing the, something new yeah it's your four pillars you have your Common Rider which is just your kind of superhero transformation show and then you up the ante with the team show with your sentai stuff and that adds the element of giant robots and then you go even deeper than that then you get into your giant monster show which is ultraman and then you wrap it all up with just your basic giant monster stuff which is godzilla so i you know those are i would definitely say the four pillars of tokusatsu right there Right. That's yeah. That's exactly it. Um, so yeah, this is. Uh, I, I can. We can talk about Kamen Rider all day. Well, actually, that should. That's a good segue to tease our next episode. Yes. So keeping on with the Kamen Rider theme, we are going to watch one of the earlier Kamen Rider movies outside of Japan, and that is done by our good friends at Chayo. They made a movie called Hanuman versus the Five Riders, Seven Riders. I'll double check on that. But it's Hanuman versus I think it's the Kamen. five I think it's the Five Riders because I think the yeah. seven oh, I think it was buddy. Yeah. Which oh uh, yeah. Um yeah, yeah we're going into Chayo territory which uh yeah. is it's going to be something. I, I got. I, I have notes for that one because I have a little bit of a connection with that one. If you've listened to the Kaiju Kingdom podcast, um, but I, I've not watched this particular movie. I've seen the the Ultraman movie that they did make, which, um, unlike I think Common Rider, was actually uh, that Ultraman movie was um, sanctioned by Subaraya. They actually did sanction that movie. That was that was that was a deal. Where I know for a fact this Common Rider movie was not. Like this is like they they went like to, into like Turkish filmmaking territory where we were just blatantly ripping off something. Um, 
IP be damned. So I yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to watching this. So that will be the lead up into our review of Shin Common Rider. So that should put us about the end of the month. So uh, I'm a little I'm a just a as you're listening to this, I'm a tad bit behind on getting stuff out. So the month of May, we now have we will have enough episodes. There will be at least one episode a week. So you'll have plenty of uh, of my nasally voice to hear and and a lot of Aryan's very soothing, low key like very robot. Yeah. (laughs) So we're gonna wrap it up on that note. So if you are listening to this show, you found us on on online or on streamers. We are under the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast RSS feed. Find us. Under the Kaiju Kingdom podcast on any of your favorite podcast streamers. As always, if uh, you want to reach out to us, give us a little notes or anything like that, all of uh, all that can be found under the Kaiju Kingdom podcast's uh, social media, which is Twitter at the Kaiju Kingdom, uh, Facebook slash the Kaiju Kingdom podcast, same thing um, with um, Instagram at the Kaiju Kingdom podcast as well. And yeah, that will do it for this edition of Common Kaisers. So for myself and Ariane Hinojosa, thanks for listening, guys. Ariane, you want to take us out? See you later, dude. I, I'm horrible, man. This is the, the Achilles heel of the show. It took me. 12 shows on my original podcast to figure out what So we'll get it down. We'll get it there. We'll get it there. Have a good night, guys.